Hello. Good day, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Magic the First Pioneers Podcast. I'm your very excited host, Kevin Finkel, here with my co-host to talk all about the Pioneer format. Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Ryan. I am the cardboard samurai out of the Tokyo area of Japan. What up? It's your boy, Ashiok, from the Great White North. Um, so excited to talk about some Pioneer brews. All right, we'll see if you guys can match my energy here because I am real excited. Yeah, it's been a it's been a week since the set review, and we've been brewing out of our minds with all these new cards. This is a really interesting set for me. It's one where it doesn't seem like it's a lot of just you know, oh, this fits into this deck, this fits into this deck. Mm. So it's been a lot of you know, starting from scratch. Let's build around this crazy idea and see if it goes anywhere. So for me, been doing a lot of brewing. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited to talk about some of the <laughs> the spicy things that have come out here. You know, usually this is the week where we do like the kind of far out things and then you know once we actually start getting into the more serious seasons then we're like okay here's our old list but we're adding one card that's new Mm -hmm. like this for me this is the one where i get to be like i'm going full ham on this new card and it's gonna do something crazy or it's gonna be terrible yeah i'm about there too i think a lot of these cards are pretty build around wise especially with battles i think battles is what makes it really interesting because like it's something that Uh, we haven't really had an experience with yet yes very excited about battles yeah for me i'm actually the opposite like I saw a lot of cards that I wanted to put into decks that have been kind of like already established and like try to like play them a different way and less so much like I want to build around this card. Mm-hmm. Mm. But okay. But yeah, like you said, there's definitely a lot of brewing energy. There's a lot of ways to uh, to build decks um, or a lot of new decks you could probably build with the cards here. But, and like always, I've made some terrible decks this week, mm, but oh, some oh, of them I, will be good. I, some of them will be good. I don't think they're going to be as bad as mine. Mine are horrible. Oh, okay. I'll just take first place, guys. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to start us off then, uh, Ashley? Yeah. Do you want me to start off? Uh, do I sure. Go? You got a bunch of lists to talk yeah, about. So I, I did technically make five. So uh, do you want to start off with... Uh, I'll, I'll, I want to save the Atroxa as long late as I can. Okay. That Atroxa okay. list I want to save. But um, I guess I'll start off with Gruel Dragons. Although it's, it, it's an interesting one. Beautiful. Um, so all I really did was there's there's so uh, Gruel vehicles has been really popular for a while and during the last few weeks we've seen a resurgence of Gruel dragons or just people with uh messing around with the archetype. Uh, the reason it's different is your top end's a lot different instead of playing like the vehicles you're playing uh, Glorybringer, Stormbreath Dragon, mm-hmm. Thunderbreak Regent like cards mm-hmm. that are like harder to interact with and the new card that we get is Invasion of Tarkir. Uh, so the deck's playing three Invasion of Tarkir. Uh, I think that this card is really good because it's really easy to attack down, especially when you're giving your Flyers, which is already just like an evasion thing, uh, haste with Reckless Stormseeker, or if they already have haste with Glorybringer. Um, and the flipped version of Invasion of Tarkir is just nuts. Whenever you're attacking, you can ping down a lot of small creatures. Um, hmm. And wow, yeah, wow. so I'm not the one thing I'm not too sure about in this deck is Fable the Mirror Breaker. I think that that maybe should be swapped for Kiora Benthic Biomancer. Uh, a lot of the creatures in this deck are already for power, and now you get to untap your Glorybringer after you exert it. So, but Fable is just an all-around good card, so mm. I just put the good card in rather than the experimental card. Okay, so real quick, since I don't think we've talked about the Gruul Dragons deck that has kind of been coming up, why Draconic Roar versus uh, what is it, Dragon's Fire or something like that—the one that does damage equal to the power of a dragon you've got in hand or in play? Uh, this one deals damage also to the opponent. So like, you, okay. it, 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 it helps with the idea that you're an aggressive red-based deck that has the ability to go over top of things. Um, and Draconic Roar just really plays into that well. And I mean, like, 
uh, I think that one also um, uh, uh, is just. Uh, I think you can cap it out, or it's it's equal to the amount of damage or dragons you have, or the power of the dragon, right? Mm-hmm. Power power of a dragon, yeah. to Heal or have him play, yeah, yeah. So like that one is always needing a dragon, and sadly, even though we are a dragon deck, you don't always have the dragon. So uh, having a base okay. at least to be able to like kill th- or deal three damage to something uh mm-hmm. is a it's a lot lower of a floor and a lot higher of a ceiling and it's a lot more synergistic mm-hmm. cool cool i'm loving all the dragons. Yeah, so kind of the old flex slots were the stuff like the you know this was still running some love struck beast and that's kind of what you yeah. replaced with and some big and um, yeah uh and there's a there's some other dragons that people are like trying that i think are really bad like there was a six mana one that does four to something when it enters from brothers war it's like a four or five uh, i'd also seen some with the the one drop with haste that has you know x Plus, plus encounters. Yeah, and then there's also okay, the, okay. the what's, what's the other dragon? Um, there was also the 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 two mana two three that if you reveal a dragon from your hand, it becomes a three four. No, yeah, don't do that. That that's <laughs> just bad. Don't do that one. Oh my god. But I do think that Kiora is like a very interesting thing to try alongside or like instead of Fable. I don't and really know. The big thing with Kiora, you know, to mention is that Kiora plus Glorybringer is a combo that we saw a little bit when they were in Standard together. Is that you exert your creature and then you get to untap it anyways. Yep. Infinitely controlling the board with four damage. With your glory bringer, you know, spitting the fire down at whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And all right, it, I, I like it. You know, this is a good one to start off with, and I'm supporting you with uh, all across the way here. Can I? Can yeah. I? Can I give some? Uh, I mean, do, we, do you guys want to do feedback? Is that okay? Can we? Can we give? Feedback? Yeah, yeah, yeah we, absolutely. Um, always. I would like to see a few more dragons. Um, I, I think maybe <laughs> you know you have invasion of Tarkir <laughs> as removal. You have Draconicor as removal. I think maybe you can drop a few bone crusher giant and maybe like a fable or something and add in like a phyrexian dragon engine because that is a dragon Ooh, dragon engine it's another dragon and then you could you could even like maybe add a third color maybe just add like in some some was it ezra or sorry no not ezra mishra mishra I was going to say, we, we briefly saw it. We saw that we one did. Japanese tournament where they were running red-green vehicles. They were focusing on the vehicle side of Dragon Engine, but we could focus on the Dragon side of it. Throw in a... That could be a deck. Just an idea. Yeah, that's not bad. Just an idea. I mean, I like I, this. I like this I am stuff. down for that spice. I want to see where that goes. Yeah. That's some spice, but yeah. I'm going to keep my, my list out here. Also, something else I also realized is that other Invasion of Tarkir gets hit by other Invasion of Tarkirs, so... If you yes. draw the second one, you can try to defeat the first one. Hmm. Oh yeah, and you get that. Yeah, I, I I like that flip side a lot, and I guess that is like an extra three dragons, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be pretty easy to to destroy since you know you have all these big flyers. Yeah, you just have to and like hit it the, once with a big haste. The battle redirection rule to uh mm. to re <laughs> to redirect the draconic roar to your invasion of no. <laughs> there we go. The updating. I can't wait for every card now to say like deal three damage to target player planeswalker or battle there we go (laughs) well hopefully we'll see more you know deals damage in any target because i think that those are usually great yeah Um, like i think that they were always hesitant to Mm -hmm. say like damage to any permanent Mm. which i think might be the new nomenclature we'll go with you know in the past that would be just creature or planeswalker but i don't think they'll want to type out creature planeswalker or battle if possible so maybe we'll see some you know deals four damage to any permanent Mm. and that's fine. Oh, you're telling me I get to deal three damage to your fires of invention? Let's go. That's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Zero damage. Wasn't there that bug with, uh, you know, the one that tapped it? it what was that? Explosive Singularity or whatever it is? I have no idea. That sounds like Never a card mind. that's okay. made up. It sounds like you're trying to gaslight <laughs> yeah. me. You want to gaslight me? How about you show me a list? 
Or explosive singularity is one that I was going to talk about. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with my uh, my normal list mm-hmm. here. Is uh, this one I think is actually just a cool deck, and for me it's also kind of an update where I had been trying this. I thought it was something that I thought was good, but never was good enough to make a splash. Is blue black flash? Um, I was really excited about a few cards that were in this thing, and the new card we got that is really just the glue holding this together. Now it fills all of the gaps I thought this deck had. Is fairy mastermind the new two mana two one flash flying yeah. that? Opponent draws a second card, you draw a card, um, as well as having the ability to make each player draw a card. So this is all in on a flash deck. And the other card I really want to call out is Academy Loremaster. I think he's just so good and was always looking for a home, and I think that this is it. So that that's a two-blue... Well, it's a blue-blue, two-three, and each player's draw up. They can draw an extra card, but if they do, then their spells cost two more to cast that turn. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, you're a tempo deck. If your opponent wants to take t- you know spend two mana to draw a card on their turn and then only be able to cast one card you know if you bounce their creature they can't replay it if they can never double spell if they're drawing their card on their turn this way and all of your spells are being cast on your opponent's turn anyways so you don't care about uh ever casting something for more expensive on your turn so you just get to play a bunch of you know good flash creatures aggressive things and a bunch of things, you know, so, okay, Academy Loremaster, if your opponent does want to draw the card, you throw Fairy Mastermind into play, and they can't, otherwise you're getting a card, too. Um, Urtai Resurrected is another one we've gotten recently, the four mana that kills something or counters a spell, but the opponent draws a card. You can throw that in with Fairy Mastermind, and it's like, okay, counter your five mana spell, we each draw a card. That's great for a uh, for a tempo deck like this. So, you know, then just, like, cheap removal, cheap counter spells, um... All around, you know, just cheap things to do and ways to tempo out your opponent. Like, I would love if a tempo deck like this became good in Pioneer because we haven't really had it in a little bit. Yeah. Um, not too much else to shout out as far as new stuff. You know, I've got some Invasion of Innistrad on the sideboard. Haven't Didn't think I could fit that in the main. It is a flash card, but it's more of a grindy um, sideboard card. Um, I think also Notion Thief also fits with a lot of the strategy really well. Uh, nothing. Notion Thief's also a known non-bow with your fairy mastermind that you're so happy about. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I, if I make each player draw a card, except it's me draw two cards, I don't mind that part. Oh, of obviously it. not. But now we got now we got our poor Yuda. Uh, Yuda's not getting no value, huh. which is so sad. <laughs> we want Yuda to get all the value, but uh, now this list is really interesting. I really do like it. Um, my only like comments, concerns, question type thing is it um. Merfolk was Trickster is the one. Merfolk Trickster, I feel like, probably has gotten outclassed in this. It's probably just a little bit too sad. Yeah, um, that's I possible. Think that I think maybe go yeah, for the throat been... or something like mm. that. Maybe like more removal spells would be good or power would kill, whichever one whichever one tickles your fancy. Um, that's not a bad idea. Or it's also there's the I don't know exactly what it says, but it's the one from Ikoria that's blue black, blue black flash. Is that card good at all here or no? It's, uh, oh, Cunning like, Nightbonder, I think, is the name of it. Yeah, something um, like It that. makes flash creatures cost one less. The, the problem I've always had with that is that it went hand-in-hand hand with Slitherwisp, but Slitherwisp doesn't have any generic cost, so you can't mm. uh, reduce the cost there. That's fair. Um, you know, with Fairy Mastermind, this does seem better, though, because that is a, a good one to reduce. And Erati. Uh, I might have been... I might have been tricked here is that uh Mirful Trickster, I was using it for a long time because I was using the wizard counterspell, the... um wizards retort or something like oh, that yeah, and yeah, i want to have yeah. enough wizards in the deck but i end up cutting that for make disappear anyways so um maybe yeah maybe i should consider switching out the trickster or waiting for the next flash creature that can fit into the deck but uh, that, that's probably the weakest card i can agree with that yeah is it strange it looks good though i was gonna say is it strange that i didn't know half these cards existed because they're blue 
yeah. <laughs> oh, that that checks out. I only had to read one card. I'm pretty happy. No, I like it. I like it. It's a cool idea. I always thought you were gonna go with rogues, but no, this is cool. Yeah, I think there's fun stuff to do with rogues. There's some fun stuff to do with uh, you know other flash creatures, but this is kind of, I kind of want to try this tempo. You know that Academy Lore Master. I really like the fact that it's three toughness and you can't just stomp it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, All right. right, that's my that's my sane deck. My my next ones will be a little crazier, <laughs> a little All spicier. Right. Ryan. So my deck. What are we looking at? My decks are pretty much all garbage um like i didn't even bother to make um any sideboards any of these because it's just too much too much thinking too much you know i figured that you know i can kind of go over a general idea of like what i would have in the sideboard but like you know it's just so hard for me to make sideboards these days uh, with that being said hmm. though i think i'm just gonna jump in with my worst one which is oops Althalias or oats as i call it um and you know, I, I told you guys during the uh, set review that I was pretty high on on uh, the new Thalia with the Gitrog monster. So I, you know, I kind of tried to build something around that. Of course, we're gonna have uh, four uh, Thalia. Sorry, we have three Thalia Garden of Thraben. Um, we're gonna have two Thalia Heretic Cathar, and then two Thalia in the Gitrog monster. And that that is your you know your Thalia portion of the of the deck. And then the rest, you know, I thought you know, heck, let's just make a a uh a legendary deck you know like i've been playing a lot of bard class had bard class on my mind so i was like hey let's throw in some mox ambers because we got a lot of a lot of legendaries so far we got oath of nissa that's another legendary card um and then uh i I threw in one anathenza the foremost two chevelle the bane of monsters two elias ilcor sadistic pilgrim if you don't know what that does uh whenever another creature enters battlefield uh under your control you gain one life um, and then whenever a creature you're con- you, you control dies, each one loses, loses one life. Um, Chevelle, Death Touch 1-3. You can put a counter on something when it dies. You, you uh, gain three life and draw a card. I have General Kudro Dranith because, you know, we have a lot of uh, humans in here. All humans get plus one plus one. And uh, you can also uh, exile another. Sorry. Whenever Dranith or another human enters the battlefield, you can exile a card from a graveyard. So everything becomes... Sh- Basically, it, it, get rid of Phoenix. Get rid of uh, uh, what's the other thing? Uh, Parhelion decks and stuff like that. You know, everything mm-hmm. just kind of becomes an exile effect. So this is kind of like Cape Bears, I guess. I got Comball, Console of Allocation. So if anyone casts a non-creature spell, a player loses two life, and you gain two life. I have three Katilda in here because hey, you know we have uh, a lot of humans, and they just all become mana dorks at this point. And uh, you can pump them up later if you want. Uh, I have two Kithion, Hero of Akros. And then I have one Ovia, Pastry, Sage, Lifecrafter. And then I wanted to kind of make this into a combo deck of sorts. So I had Teshar, Ancestor's Apostle. That's the 2-2 flyer um, for three and a white. This is whenever you cast a historic spell. Uh, return to a creature from creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield so you kind of just you can keep on bringing stuff back um and then they sacrifice whenever a second one comes into play and then you know you can like for example kill somebody with elias ilcor the sadistic pilgrim and the other card that i have in here that kind of lets lets you kind of go off really quickly is tavar jubilant brawler so basically, if you have that Katilda in play, everything you start bringing back will be able to activate, or all the humans you have will be able to activate their uh, healing, or not healing, their uh, their mana cost. 
mono. Yeah. yeah, which will start to, to heal you if you have a lot of cell core in play and start to like knock them down. And then it's got a minus minus two as well to kind of help you bring back the combo. So this is a half-baked idea. I have absolutely no removal in here whatsoever. I didn't even have time to make a sideboard. I just couldn't think of what I want to put in here. But that's just the general idea. So could this work? What do you guys think? Or is this just hot garbage? I think that there's some there's some potential here because we have seen a little bit of people going for this like legendary humans theme. Um, I think that there's a couple big things you're missing. I think that you didn't need to go 100% on the legendaries. Um, you know, something like Cheville doesn't do anything if you don't have a removal. So I think that that's an easy cut. Um, instead, you know, still play the Thalia's Lieutenant because you're playing all humans. Mm -hmm. Just go ahead and play that and you'll get plus one plus one counters on all of your human creatures. Um, I think if you're also going this route, there is General's Enforcer, which is two mana and makes all of your legendary humans indestructible. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, seems like an easy pickup for if that is the strategy you're you're trying to force. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I, I just have a lot of, like, uh, I just wish a lot of these cards worked a lot better with one another, but it, mm. it, it just seems like... Um, uh, how do I say it? Uh, commander, commander ideology, where, like, there's, like... Um, there's just so many different ideas, and so you kind of just like lose focus on having one main strategy. Mm -hmm. And like, like beatdown can be your main strategy, but like we also have like a combo strategy. Like I, when I started looking through this list, I just was kind of like, all right, what does the Thalia's do? Uh, and then I started looking at all the creatures, and then I'm like, okay, cool, where's the Coco? And then there was no Coco, and I was like, it's, oh, it's a meme cool. deck. It's, yeah, it's, it's so sad. I like Coco over Tyvar here. I wasn't yeah. sure if that would work with Thalia's though. Ah, it'll work. It'll, uh, it doesn't work with one Thalia, but I mean, like that hasn't stopped people. And then the if past, I if I played so. Coco, I couldn't play Thalia and the Get Drug Monster, and then this would have no new cards. I mean, you could play both. Yeah. It's not a I don't know, like two Thalia. I think two four drops plus Cocos are like fine. Okay. Yeah. Well, like you're still able drops, to run yeah, like any anything that's like a spell doesn't count in Coco decks, and there's still like a lot of spells like Angels face Coco with like mm -hmm. four non hits in the top end. Okay. Um, Teshar, just want to also point out, you know, I think that there could be some potential. This is just as a fair card, but it's it's only when you cast a historic spell. So bring back a legendary creature wouldn't bring back another one and another one and another one. It doesn't, you know, loop itself that way. Yeah. No, no, no. It wouldn't bring it back because it, it's on cast. I know that. But okay. being able to use, you know, mana or bring back a combo piece or something like that, I figured would be nice. I think what he okay. more so refers to as like the combo is like you return, play you play not even like a Mox Amber, honestly. You could like technically loop two Kithions if you have a Katilda in play. Like, and like if you have an Elias in play, that's lethal. Wait, how are you? Uh, assuming you have a Tyvar. Uh... Assuming you have a Tyvar. Assuming you have a Tyvar. It's human creatures you control have tap, add one mana of any of this color creature's colors. Kithion will tap itself for a mana if you have a Katilda in play, it'll tap itself for a white. Uh, Tyvar will allow it to happen at instant speed, and then you have a Teshar in play, right? But, so it returns to the battlefield with Teshar. It doesn't go to your hand. Yeah. So, and? you have a Kithian in play, you cast, you tap your Kithian for white mana, cast another Kithian from your hand, bring a Kithian back from your graveyard, and now they go to the graveyard. Oh, like, I see. I, I don't, yeah, okay, never mind, yeah, I'm like, what's the combo never here? Never mind, never mind, never mind. <laughs> I was too much. I was too much in the. I didn't read the card phase. Whoops. You can do some stuff with. Uh, there's like Niambi who returns a permanent to your hand when she comes back. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm thinking about it's that. It's red, right? Yeah. 
oh, again, well, I tried to save. we don't have to spend a lot of time on this. This is my, okay, my okay. most half-baked idea. So, H- Have you gotten a chance to test Thalia and the Gitrog monster? Is it a strong card? Like It, it have, seems like it's got a lot of good text. text but... I don't have MTGO. I don't have any people uh, I can play with. The cards so. aren't on well, yeah, MTGO. Not on this is on Mental yet, Magic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess it's my turn again. Yep. Ooh, yeah. Let's see. Let's yeah. see what we want here. Um... I guess let's go for the Marty Doom Foretold deck. This deck, this deck I like a lot. Um, so it's based around uh, I, I. So the cards that I've really liked with Spoiler Season was Invasion of Talvada. I thought that card was always nuts, mm-hmm. and I wanted to try to try it. And I think this is another a really neat shell for to, to try it because uh, if we're basing the card around Doom Foretold, Doom Foretold requires you to sacrifice things on upkeep, it being non-land or non-token permanents. Um, so a lot of those cards in this deck are like pretty easily sacrificable, like that being Bitter Union, Chandra, Oath of Chandra, Omen of the Forge, uh, Trial of Ambition. Like a lot of these cards, you're just like sacking and putting in the graveyard. Uh, and I wanted to be able to be able to sacrifice some bigger things. Like I wanted to be able to sacrifice my Restoration of a Ganja, my Fable of the Mirror Breakers, my Treacherous mm-hmm. Blessings, and I want to be able to return those for more value with uh, Tolvada, so that I can continue to lose my permanence while over going over top of my opponent. Um, Yorion is able to flicker the battles, and so you can just go nuts with this. If you, uh, if your Yorion dies at any point, you can just draw another Invasion of Tovada, um, and return your Yorion from the graveyard, flicker all your permanents. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that can also happen is Invasion of Tovada can return Doom Foretold if your opponent had no permanents in play and you're needing to pressure their resources again, um... It just seems like a pretty good fit. Obviously, not the best fit because I'm going to talk about that one later. But I do think that this is a really good fit for the shell. Oh, this seems sweet. I, I want to test this out because uh, I didn't. Invasion seems like it could be good, but I didn't get a chance to do it. Do you know how it is when it's flipped? Like, is it just you know I get a two one at the end of every turn with lifelink? Yeah, it's like okay. Like, uh, okay. you you usually don't ever like flip it a lot of the time. Um, I I think when I was trying even the Atraxa deck, I think I flipped it once in testing, and it was okay. It's a lot better there because you have cards like Chariot. Uh, but right now the only token producers that really exist here are are um, Fable, and that you have a uh, Omen of the Sun, uh, and Restoration mm-hmm. makes like tokens sometimes here. But like we're not more so focused on creating tokens to be able to give it lifelink. However. Uh, flipping it does give you infinite things to sacrifice to Red of Oblivion, so... Oh, yeah. Uh, we are able to, like, use that. And, uh, Red of Oblivion, too, is also, like... Because, like, uh, with Fires of Invention, that card can be awkward sometimes, because it can limit the amount of resources that you can play in a turn, especially with a lot of our cards being two mana. Red of Oblivion, being able to sacrifice Fires of Invention in this deck is also just kind of sick, because now you can just go, Mm. uh nuts with uh, all your two drops or three drops that now you can cast three or four in a turn or assuming that you've gotten to that point in the game and then your last one could be an invasion of tolvada and bring back your your bring back your fires yeah Yeah. there you go there's a lot of cool things you can do with this am i wrong to say this feels more like an update than a brew uh i don't think this has been in the meta so i think this is a full-on brew I'm, i'm excited about this this is really cool yeah, we haven't had a Doomfroll Tell deck ever really be good. Like, there has been, like, some built by, like, streamers over the past while. Mm-hmm. But, like, all, I, I personally think a lot of the lists have been a little misbuilt. Mm-hmm. And I think, because, like, a lot of them weren't playing Fires, and I feel like you should be playing Fires in this type of shell. Because mm-hmm. you don't really need that. Yeah, you know, I think Aganjo, I don't think we've seen Doomfroll since, like, a restoration of Aganjo, since Elish Norn, certainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Meat Hook, even. Yeah. yeah. There's a cool. lot of yeah. newer okay. cards in here. Neat, neat. Mm-hmm. 
That's really it. If y'all got feedback, right. I'd love to hear it. But if not, I'm I've, down to start roasting yeah. another one of Kevin's. Yeah, I don't have too much to add to that one. So, all right, I'm going to go with my next one here. And this one, so like I said, I was testing a lot of interesting combinations and kind of brews here. So I tried a lot of like, you know, it's like, oh, this card seems like it combos with something else. So like I tried the Galta and Maverin. I tried um, a couple different ways to do Hitsegu and Explosive Singularity. I don't know if you've seen that combo. Um, but one more that I wanted to try is I was just like, hey, you know, I've kind of seen this shell before and it never really was good, but it was cute is do you guys know what vivian monsters advocate does it's a five mana planeswalker um it lets you you know look at and cast creatures from the top of your library you can make a three three with vigilance reach or trample but it has a minus two when you cast your next creature spell this turn you look for a creature with less amount of cost to put it into play so what you do that that's it's a five mana planeswalker turn you know cast turn four turn five the next turn, you minus two, you cast Yargle and Mutani, mm. you find Terror of the Peaks, and put it into play before Yargle resolves. Yargle comes in, you hit your opponent for eight. Wow. So that that was the, the you know, kind of two-card combo of just, you know, Vivian plus Yargle that I wanted to build around. Um, and then I was just like, okay, well, what are my early turns? I'm just like, okay, I want good red and green creatures. I want good ways to discard my Yargles when I don't want them in hand. So, of course, Fable's an easy one. I figured the Invasion of Ergamon is another thing to, you know, kind of like a mini Fable, discard my Fable, ramp myself to get to the combo faster. Um, and then I was also like, hey, you know, I'm discarding all these cards. You know what might be good is this new Deep Root Wayfinder. So another new card ended up showing up in the deck. The 2-3, when it hits a player or a battle, I can surveil one and then return a land from my graveyard to the battlefield tapped, which, you know, decent odds of actually hitting that even if you just, you know, attack out blind. Even better if you can, you know, discard to Fable or Ergamon or whatever else. So, uh, kind of got to you know, build around that, do a few things. I feel like the Jund low end of this deck was really strong. I probably should cut the Yargle combo part of it, and I'd end up with a much stronger deck. But this is kind of like right now. This is the deck right before it's in that transition, and it's still a lot of fun. So I wanted to present it in kind of this form. Um, other new things I've got, I was also trying out Invasion of Ikoria. That card has felt decent as, you know, it can find one of my combo pieces. It can grab a couple strong things like, you know, it can grab a Kroxa and put it in my graveyard. So then I've got a lot of discard things to bring that back. Uh, some fun things like that. But, uh, this deck has actually felt really strong. Like, I feel like I've got just a good Jun midbrain shell with kind of a combo finish. I think it's neat. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, hey. hey, neat's a good way to describe it. Um, I mean, like, if you a uh, feedback time, if you're looking for, like, a little bit of an upgrade, I, I the first thing that stands out to me in this deck is, like, I don't like Invasion of Ikoria in this deck specifically when you okay. could be playing Invasion of Ixalan. I feel like hmm. that's a lot better because it reveals the top five of your permanent or library and you get one of the permanents. So it digs five deep for either Yargle or hmm. Vivian, which is kind of nuts. Maybe a good point. What is the backside of that one? So the backside is I a don't even four know. three. When you uh, cast a spell, it gets indestructible. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't think we're. I don't think us either of these battles were playing for the flip side. I think we were both playing them for like the dig deeper and digging five is so many. That's so. that is a good point. One thing I will say about battles, both in this deck and for the one I'm going to talk about later, is that battles are better in combo decks because if you're spending your turn to attack your battle instead of your opponent. That matters a lot less if you're not going to kill your opponent with combat damage. Yeah, exactly that. I have. Um, yeah, that'd be really it for my my take. I do I do like the deep root wayfinder. I feel like that card is either really busted or really bad, and I haven't gotten to test it yet to figure it out. But 
I, I, I think I'm leaning towards the the bad part, but I think it still has a still has a chance. Yeah, I did also have some ways to flip the Invasion of Agcora. You know, it does make an 8-8 that makes your creatures unblockable, which is kind of cute with Yargle and Multani, but um, yeah. Uh, also, shout out Glissa, because taking three permanents off of a battle when you hit an opponent is also pretty cool if oh, it yeah. ever comes up. It, it, yeah, that, card, that Glissa is like sick in just any battle deck now. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? What do you think of uh, this? So, I like, uh, again, I like the creatures. I like the idea. I think it's it's really cool. Um, I don't think you need the Fable of the Mirror Breaker so much, because you do have a lot of uh, legendary creatures. Like, you can't copy Kroxa, Glissa, um, Soul of Windgrace, uh, Yargle and Mutani, all, there's like half of these creatures you'll, you'll never be able to copy. And like, sure, yeah, you can just, you know, make a 2-2 a two, two and discard 2, but maybe there's something more efficient you could be using, um, you know, in those in those slots. I don't know, maybe a, uh, some more removal. You could go down to like 3 maybe or something like that. Maybe. Or maybe just... I like the discard. I like the treasure. You know, maybe the answer is there is get rid of the Yargle Mutani and add in, you know, the uh, Blood Tithe Harvester because that's just a great card to copy. Yeah, but. yeah. Something like that. So that would be my thing. Oh. Okay. All right. So. All right. Is it my ready? Turn? Ready to roast another one of yours, Ryan? Is it okay? So this one's slightly better, but still bad. Um, <laughs> I want to go with my, yeah. my Phoenix deck. Call it Phoenix Rise. Uh, we were talking about how oh we could probably make Phoenix Tribal, uh, you know, in our podcast the, the other day. So I'm like, okay, let's see if we can make it. And uh, I kind of built this around around uh, uh blue red phoenix but i just went straight red phoenix you know dropping all the blue and you know it's got uh arc light phoenix four of four of the new blood feather phoenix um you know which whenever you have an instant sorcery spell you control deal damage to an opponent uh you may pay one and it comes back to the battlefield and gains haste if you do that i got chandra's phoenix because it kind of does the same thing brings it back to your hand though you got phoenix chick just because it's one one haste and it's phoenix and then i have phoenix of ash which is a flying haste that has escape for four that you can uh you know bring back and also has fire breathing for three and then the instance that i have in the sec i have a cathartic pyre um so we have a way to kill planeswalkers or creatures, or we can just discard two cards and then draw that many cards. So uh, I think that's kind of neat. We have a way to put stuff like the Arclight Phoenix into the graveyard. Uh, and then, you know, since we're going to be discarding a bunch of stuff, I have Fiery Temper in here, uh, you know, with the Madness effect. They can pay for one, deal damage to an opponent, and then, hey, pay the other mana and get back your, uh, what is it? The, uh, what was the new one? Ah, oh, the Bloodfeather Phoenix. I have Lightning Axe just because, again, discarding a bunch of stuff uh, we can cast a lot of stuff it can kill a lot of stuff we got to be able to kill cards like um what's her name uh shield red uh, i have play with fire as a four of again we're just trying to deal damage to our opponent to be able to get stuff back spike field hazard uh is two of my lands just to be able to to deal damage to to a, uh, a player again and i have a thrill possibility again we're, we want to still have an ability to draw with this stack and uh put those Phoenixes in the graveyard to get back. And then lands to get down to the Bugbear Mountains, Ravenna Bruins, and Silk Zan. Again, I don't really have any idea for the um, sideboard right now. But uh, hmm. what do you guys think? Uh, why don't you take this one first here, Ash? Yeah. Mm, okay, 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 okay. All right. Let's see, if, let's see how I can word this to be nice. Um, if this was a contest on vibes, this deck wins. Oh, like, yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I built. That has great vibes. 
Yeah. This deck has great vibes. It's um, totally horrible, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> hmm. Well, I mean, like, okay, so, like, when we're talking about, like, synergistic decks uh, and, like, tribal decks, you know, you want there to be, like, some sort of, like, synergy amongst Phoenixes. And, like, I think the, the the range that Phoenixes have is a little bit too much to ever have it be, like, a consistent thing. Like, obviously, sometimes it's, like, deal damage red things, but they're all very different and unique. Like, you need a creature with power four or greater to get back, um, what was it, the, the Flame Wake Phoenix card? Mm-hmm. It's obviously not on this list, but, like, th- there's, like, there's just so much, like, different things. Um, this list, however, I'm not a big fan of Chandra's Phoenix just as a card in general, and Phoenix of Ash just kind of just seems like it was always, like, jammed in here, but I good vibes good vibes still it's uh, I, I do really like i do really like the, the that we have arclight phoenix in here i definitely think that um uh that uh we could get blood feather phoenix if we wanted like a blood feather phoenix stack if we just like built a tarker red and changed like a couple of cards i got it a few like one or two more burn spells like maybe play with some spike field hazards or something you know Ooh, um, yeah yeah uh that would be like a like, like a sick blood phoenix deck but you know what i definitely still think this deck wins for best vibes and that's about all i have to say it's only 82 dollars <laughs> Only $82. Oh, but, I, but the sideboard costs more. Sideboard, probably, no sideboard were not included. Hey, okay, here's, here's how I will put something nice, is that all of these cards have seen play in Pioneer. That's just you not know, true. Like that, That's just not true. Yeah. The Phoenix of Ash? Phoenix of Ash I has saw, seen play? I saw Doomwake playing Phoenix of Ash this week. Literally oh. this week. Or maybe it was, uh, oh. maybe it was Tandy. Oh, really? Somebody was playing Phoenix of Ash if literally it was, this week. If it was Doomwake on a Thursday... Then, then your argument gets refuted huh. instantly because Doom uh, will play anything for a ten dollar bill. I, I think there's a couple things that you could do. I, I kind of like we were saying, like a Tarka Red. You know, I think with Bloodfeather Phoenix and Chandra Phoenix, those two kind of have the same trigger. You could synergize those together well with more stuff that hits the opponent. So stuff like a Targa's Command would seem pretty good mm-hmm. if you went like Bloodfeather Phoenix, Chandra's Phoenix is a and- couple of. Um, then some good way to discard them. I don't think those fit in the same shell as an Arclight Phoenix, but I also feel like you could mess around with some kind of Arclight Phoenix in mono red. Uh-huh. Um, so I think that both of those shells together, uh, you know, separately have some merit. Uh, and I don't quite think that, you know, there's nothing that's a payoff for the fact that you have whatever it is, 18 Phoenixes. Um, yeah. and, and that's what I would want to see is if you, you have to have some reason to specifically be playing these Phoenixes. Rather than playing, you know, Monastery Swift Spear or something like that, that'll have synergy yeah. with a lot of your cards in your deck. Like I said, I'm not trying to win. I'm just trying to meme this this time. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, you you if you were there here for memeing, <laughs> wow, you did a great job memeing. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I technically have three left, and both of you have one. So if I'll go over two this time. Yeah. And then okay, okay. Well, we, we, we can go end. you, and then Kevin, and then you, then me, and then you. Sure, that works too. I'm down. But for now, you know what we're going to talk about. What are we talking about? We're going to talk about some Phyrexians. Yes. Uh, we're going to talk okay. about Pyre of Heroes. I updated my list a little bit more uh, just to be able to support a lot more like the blue cards uh, with like casting them. Uh, we only have one green card in the main deck now, so I don't got to worry about it. But uh, essentially, you are playing four color, my bad, four color Phyrexians uh, with Pyre of Heroes. And uh, the entire chain goes... Uh, Skrull is your one drop. You have Grafted Butcher, Norns, and Inquisitor as four ofs in your two drop slot. Uh, and then you mm-hmm. kind of just build the chain there. The, the chain really starts with Balkator. Uh, it's basically Blade Splicer with like an extra line of text. Um, with the, sorry, with the last line of text changed. Uh, and then you want to pod your Malkators into a lot more of the powerful four drop Phyrexians, that being New Elish Norn, um, Mondrak, so that you can make more tokens, Shieldred. Uh, Gixit and Puppeteer, 
Um, those are a lot of my fours, but to continue going over my threes to finish, uh, if we ever need it, we do have one ofs of being Annex Sentry, Gix, Glissa Sunslayer. Um, these are your just one ofs because like there's very unique scenarios where all of these cards will be very good. Um, we're playing three Phyrexian Sensor because all uh, there are 32 Phyrexians in our deck. So it is completely free to play, to tax your opponent's spells, and to tax your opponent's creatures to be able to get into combat more. You know, Phyrexians love attacking and causing chaos. Um, but another four drop uh, that we also want to pot into if we want to continue the chain is Gixitin Puppeteer. Uh, so this one, because I probably need to like put some more text to it. Um, basically, it says when it dies, you get to return something that costs three or less to the battlefield. So that's when you get Ooh, to bring back yeah. your Melkator's. Or you can bring back a Phyrexian Sensor, or whatever three drop you ended up using to bridge the gap to five. Uh, but once we get to five, uh, we have Elishnorn, Mother of Machines, uh, New Shieldred, and Essence of Orthoxid. Uh, uh, I don't know how to say that word. Anyway, moving on. Orthodoxy. Uh, Orthodoxy. Yeah. There we yeah. go. Figured it out. Uh, that one says whenever it or another Phyrexian enters the battlefield under your control, you incubate two. Um, just so you can get more incubation value for whenever you need it with Andorns and Quinsider. Um, and then we're going up to six. This is where we start to slow down a little. The only main deck one that I can find is Phyrexian Gargantua. Uh, it's just an ETB lose two, draw two. And then if you ever want to pod, the, pod up even farther, Atraxa, best seven drop Phyrexian. Um, hey, nice. The mana base, uh, nothing special. You're playing a lot of the tribal lands. Uh, Seed Core is a Phyrexian land, so you have something special for you. Will you ever use the Corrupted ability? Probably not, but it's good vibes. Um, and then the sideboard, uh, you get to play Scribes Howl, Hive. Uh, you also get a Massacre Worm, Canker Bloom, and Phyrexian Revoker as notable Phyrexians. Uh, with yeah, the I, love, I, I did not realize that it had been uh, er errated as a Phyrexian, and that's relevant here, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of er errated cards that people don't realize that exist anymore. Well, I didn't know uh, that. But Fatal Push, Thoughtseize, also playable, uh, as uh, we are a black deck, and I guess I'll open her up for questions. Um, so Ooh. I'm just going to shout out. I, I just want to shout out. I really like how the essence of orthodoxy, you play that and then you play the Malicator and it makes a incubate and then it makes a Phyrexian artifact and then it incubates and then end step, you've had three or more artifacts, you'll incubate again and yep. get another three, three. Yeah. That's like an insane amount of value. There's a lot of good vibes there. So, you know, we've talked forever on our podcast about how, you know, a lot of the other tribal strategies need this, this, and this, and this is feels this actually feels good. Like in two sets, maybe three sets, they were able to put all of this this Phyrexian goodness in, into Pioneer, and I'm just kind of jealous. You know, there's some, yep. <laughs> there's a lot of value here. I feel you you okay. know what I mean, though. It's like you can get Phyrexians yeah. this, this, and this, but hey, what about my goblins? You know, what about my elves? You know, but I Powerful, like it. Even. Yeah. Yeah. It's very I think cool. a lot of tribal I think we're gonna get a lot more tribal decks with time because I think we're going back to Exelon, right? So your vampires, your uh -huh. dinosaurs, your merfolks are coming back, your pirates, so oh, folks still won't be playable. Oh no, 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 we'll no, no. Yeah. We just need yeah. one reprint we'll of Lord of Atlantis or we're Master of the Pearl Trident, and I think it's playable. We just got a new great merfolk. Yeah, we're 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 on our way. Oh, we just need um one. I have a question yeah, is did either of the Phyrexian Obliterator or Phyrexian Vindicator um, are, are you know? I know they're they're very hard to cast normally, but are those good enough as a one-off that you'd like to be able to pyre into them? I think there's a. I think I'll, I'll start off by talking about them individually. I think Obliterator specifically is the worst, one of the worst what fractions that you can play in Pioneer right now with the amount mm -hmm. of a Crow and War that still runs around. 
Um, you mm. do not want to blow yourself out. That would be miserable. Um, and it, it just, I don't know, it, it just still doesn't attack as well, and it's really hard to cast, and if you ever draw it, it's really rough. Um, but the Vindicator is actually a little bit more fine. However, again, I think I just want to value consistency and being able to cast a lot of my cards versus, you know, uh, having uh, having the Refraction Vindicator. It doesn't do enough to be able to uh, become a slot, and it has a lot of drawbacks. Because, like, okay. if, if the drawback was less, I would consider it more, but there's so much of a drawback with it being four white pips. Man, the attraction. Yeah. I shield. think the only thing I'm other looking at here is you know how you're removing opponents' creatures. Like I think about something like a Shieldred right now. Uh, you know, not the new one, but the old one or the middle one. I'm wondering how you answer something like that. I mean, you answer it with your own Shieldred, or you just yeah. go over top <laughs> of it, or you just gain enough life. Like okay, it's obviously there's like you you're gonna like r- struggle against like some sort of like removal, but I mean like you're 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 usually just trying to outvalue your opponent. Like you have Uratai as like a removal spell, uh, for if you if you need, but. You're trying to use Phyrexian Sensor or to get into Phyrexian Sensor and then slow the game down to then have your Pyre of Heroes just absolutely carry the game. Can I? No, I like this. Can I say something real quick? Yeah, so just a random thought popped into my head. Um, so it feels like this set is really good for Brewers. Like, I mean, I know you guys probably said this the other set, uh, but but also it's for people that have like the big brain ideas. Like this type of deck is so cool. I'm, so far, I've really liked Ashiok's deck. But I feel like somebody for me that's kind of like more, they can't re- kind of like see the bigger picture. It's a little, it's been a little bit harder for me to to brew so far. But anyway, it's just just random thought I wanted to 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 say. Of course, I I do think that um, especially with this set, it's because it's just a new mechanic, right? Uh-huh. Like this is it's it's really hard to gauge a new mechanic and how to abuse it. And I think that a lot of these new cards end up enabling a lot of strategies that I'm personally really good with, mm-hmm. that being like the Yorion-type strategies, yeah. the slower, dirtle, value-based, and that's my strong suit as a player. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm able to see these cards and able to like use them and abuse them a lot better uh, than probably a lot of other people may be able to like see them and equate them and value them. Yeah. All right. Well, can I use that to transition into some absolute spice and also you know five color yorian kind of good stuff that you're you're looking for huh. yeah show me some five color good stuff all right so let, let me do some prefacing again i think also i did some with my last one i got some prefacing here is something i was looking at a lot while brewing in this set is that we have a new permanent type um and i was trying to think what that actually impacts you know people would memed about like oh you know uh um what is the termogoyf is getting better now like huh. now it, it's keeping up with inflation uh, so I was looking at what else you know does things like that. So I think I was looking a little bit at a lot of Delirium cards to see what there is now easier to get Delirium because you've got a new permanent type you can put in the graveyard. Uh, I was looking at, you know, I tried out some couple decks with Emrakul because you can now cast like a five mana Emrakul and Pioneer or something like mm-hmm. that. One other card I found that cares about permanent types or, you know, card types and let me read a card called Happily Ever After. Oh my god. This is from Theros. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> two and a white. Two and a white when it enters the battlefield, each player gains five life and draws a card. Um, and then if you have five colors between permanent you control, you have six or more card types among in play in your graveyard, and your life total is greater than or equal to your starting life total, you win the game on the sp- uh, on your upkeep. Wow. So <laughs> okay so going for some jank here but i i think it's actually like there's just like a lot of good cards in this list um there's some potential here so i wanted to shout it out i hope somebody gets a chance to try it 
is it's really easy now to get that six permanent ty- or six card types in play or in your graveyard. And I think that when I had messed with this card before, because of course I had, that was the hardest hurdle to jump over. Um, I think the biggest one here is Evasion of Alara is a sick card. So this is that five mana one that plays two. Or you, you go over the top of your library until you hit two permanents that are or two cards that are four mana or less. You cast one of them, put the other one in your hand of your choice. Um, that card pretty much on its own is like what you need to set off happily ever after. So, you know, it just gives you a sweeper and puts a card in your hand, or it gives you, you know, uh, a Seeker's Chariot in play or an Omnath in play. This deck is just stock full of like powerful four drops that gain you life. You know, there's Shouldred in here. Um, we can go all the way up to Atraxa. That's also another huge way to gain life. She also draws like six in this deck sometimes. It's kind of insane. Um, other than that, you know, it's just kind of trying to control the board with different permanents. You know, we've got some planeswalkers, we've got some creatures to get you value, we've got, uh, all kinds of fun things to do here, and I'm kind of excited about it, because Happily Ever After, it it seems like an actual thing, and again, if you're focusing on attacking down your battles, if you're focusing on, you know, just gaining your opponent some life, but you don't care about winning through life, makes the game a little bit easier for you. Um, so... I'm just going to tell you right now, I don't think anyone's ever going to be able to figure out if this is good or not for you because it costs $950. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't care about that. That's that, not yeah. a problem for me, brother. That's I just own all these cards. I own all of these cards. <laughs> that's just too shouldered, basically. <laughs> all right. Well, there's a lot going on here. I'm going to start off by saying okay. that. <laughs> there is a lot going on here. I'm there's sure a lot sure going on here. Um... I think a lot of what I I have questions on is so two attracts uh, good vibes honestly. Um, I think a lot of what I want is I kind of want there to be like an Eldritch Evolution type thing if you're wanting to go for like this like mix of creatures like that's what I see here. There's also a Valky and I don't see any Bring to Lights. I wasn't running Bring to Light, but Valky does work the same way with Invasion of Alara. If you do hit it off of there, yes, it does find the card at mana value four and cast it and only cascade was altered to not work that way yeah, so this that, that does let you cast sure. the backside sure that works then that's actually sick i didn't realize that was a thing even um i'm trying to think of other things i think there's like a really interesting amount of sweet i think the planeswalker slot is so incredibly wrong i think a lot of that oh, okay. planeswalker <laughs> slot can be changed um yeah yeah that's probably fair i, I think that they were all things I wanted to try. They all have reasonable usage. You know, I've got a, right now. I've got a Liliana, a Nahiri, and a Red and Realm Breaker, um, all of which have some usage. I just wanted a non-zero amount of Planeswalkers to help me hit that. Yeah. You know, basically, you're always going to have an enchantment, a creature, a land, um, and then you basically just need like three between Planeswalker, Battle, Instant, Sorcery, Artifact. Um, so. I wanted some kind of mix of all of those. Yeah, well, I think there's one that I really like that you you even highlighted here being Nahiri. I think Nahiri works really well with this because mm. it, it does care also about being in your graveyard. So you are able to pitch battles or any other card type that you're missing because mm-hmm. you just don't have the time to cast it. Um, you can also minus eight and pull out an Atraxa, which I think is perfectly game winning uh, a lot of the time. We'll win the game. Uh, it'll do a dumb thing. I, I, I do think this deck does have a little bit of the... Um, um, identity crisis type thing with a lot of some of these creatures. I do really like the t- the Sylvan Carry edit. I think Titan of Industry probably doesn't belong here. I also sadly don't. Maybe Shieldred doesn't even. I do like Golos sadly too, and I think Alish Norn also. I think that we also want to change some of the artifacts to be more portable holes. We just want more lower to the ground, okay. removal based. Because like portable holes are great, great for this deck. I think it's great. Um, oh, portable hole might be a good way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was questioning on whether or not this should be a fires deck or not, and I think the answer is no. 
It, it, I, it, I did have fires in an early version, and that's where I was, you know, I was questioning you. I know you got, you're going to talk about a bit of an invasion of Alara later, and I was finding it's like, oh, this fires is really slowing me down. I don't have any way to get rid of it. You know, casting an invasion of Alara and not even being able to hit the card I cascade into was, was not a good feeling. Yeah. So. I think Invasion of Alara with Fires decks is, it's really dependent because if the thing that you're trying to do uh, with the main strategy also costs four or less, which also being in this case is Happily Ever After, uh, both can be run side along it. Because if you don't have Fires in play, Alara is nuts. If you have Fires in play, well, you're probably winning already. And like, Alara will at least draw you a card. Uh, mm-hmm. in like, you, you can just like play it as your first spell. And then boom, you cascade into two and that's your entire turn. But like for the most part, that's also just kind of fine. Um, yeah, and I know you'll talk about this some too, but you know, Yorin can blink Invasion of Alara. That's really cool. Yorin can blink most of this deck and mm-hmm. give you value. You know, blink uh, happily ever after two and gain a bunch of life. I also want to cut the Samiria's call, and I think I want it to be a turn timber symbiosis. I feel like that's okay. just a little bit of an upgrade Ooh, there. That's a good one. Yeah, I think that's just a little bit of an upgrade there. Um, instant wise, God, there's not a good. In- it, is dig up or traverse the Ovenwald a. Okay. Uh, are are both either of those instants? Because I don't know. Uh, those are both sorceries, but Unlucky. those are both good, I mean, like, interesting cards. We could still play them. Yeah, they still work, kind of. Um, like I think both of those. I don't know if one of them was. But obviously, we'll play Traverse, but I think that might be a cool sorcery to play. I do like that we do have some supreme verdicts. Uh, instant wise, though, I'm trying to think if there's like a good instant for this deck. I can't really. Hmm. Other than like push, but like push is fine. But hmm. I feel like we want to like lean to lean away from being. Black, all yeah. all this black mana because yeah. I feel like that's all going to be a little bit rough because I I'm, I'm looking here and I'm seeing a lot of double black pips and then not anything else a lot of the time. Yeah, that yeah. is a new one that I have here is uh, the invasion of Fiora. That card has been gross when I've actually gotten to play it, um, which is only a little bit, but you know it, it can often be a one sided sweeper and it's very easy to attack into. Then you know if you just have like an Omnath in play, sweep their board, flip it. Now you're drawing cards. Uh, you can flip your invasions of Alara. A lot of cool stuff with that. I think the other thing that also gets a little bit highlighted here that we also have to worry about, but it shouldn't be too much of a problem, is Happy Lover After also requires you to be above the starting life total. Uh, so you are able to flicker it with Yorion to each draw a card and gain some life. Um, oh, also, a Planeswalker we should be playing. Narset. Just play Narset. Mm, yeah. Um, I, I've tried Narset. I did have a Narset in an early version and ended up cutting it. But yeah, Narset's reasonable. Narset and Nahiri are like two-year Planeswalkers. Um, and like, yeah, like, yeah, I will Narset's say, like, I thought... I thought Narset would be like, oh, it's a combo with Happily Ever After. I can stop him from drawing the card, but usually uh, I'm casting it at sorcery speed, so yeah, well, it's still a good card otherwise. Narset just like adds to like Happily Ever After two and three, which is like yeah. final. Like if you're casting or like if you're flickering them and then returning them in that step is more so. But uh, I mean, like also if you even wanted, hear me out. Okay, we get a Notion Thief. We get a Notion Thief huh. for the Lara. You can Ooh. just draw their <laughs> card. Uh, maybe I'm going a little bit too far on this yeah, one because I didn't say we want to stay lay away from black but yeah. uh, you know let's live life let's have fun this deck is I, good vibes i think I, okay I, li- I like it yeah i was, what you got, I was gonna say i think you know the synergy is great it's off the charts um i'm just worried about its matchups like i think this deck might struggle against the really fast hyper aggressive decks you know stuff like a target uh, like yeah feel push that. and like yeah it feels well, like happily ever after helps bridge the gap there honestly the life you mean or yeah it, i think the idea there is that happily ever after will gain me some life to stabilize in those matchups and i don't have to win by being at 20 over 20 life mm. in an aggro matchup if atraxa is going to be a win con yeah. on her own in that kind of yeah. matchup. i i, I can okay. see what you're concerned but i do think it's a little bit like lesser less than you think 
My sideboard's definitely a mess right now. There's yeah. a couple like I think Cameo might be a cute one, but uh, other than that, don't don't even I think <laughs> don't cameo, don't go too hard on that. Tamio fixes your red black matchup in any I, I I've been a I've been a proponent of if you can play Tamio, it's really good against red black. It's really good against red black. But Yeah, and it and it does mill permanence for you. Yeah. So I do I think this deck I think I think this deck sadly wins best vibes. I think huh. this deck is the best vibes. But <laughs> I think it's still having My an Phoenix. identity crisis. All right. All right. All right. Uh, uh, I think I got to present one too yep, now. And then I'll go after yep, that. Yep, yep. Let's pass back to you. All right. Well, I'm saving a Chox for the last, so we're going to update some Enchanties. Uh, this is just a quick update. There's not going to be a whole lot of new cards. Um, but I, uh, we're working on building uh, a new uh, five color Ignatic Incarnation deck. Um, so it's been falling out of favor uh, Enchanties recently. Uh, you just don't really have a good matchup against Grease Fang. Grease Fang is so fast and you're so slow. Uh, but with this list, uh, the updated cards are, we added a, uh, Heliod, the Radiant Dawn. Uh, so what this is, what this enables is like, if you ever have a Fable in play, or if you run cards like Gloom Shrieker, or, um, there's other random enchantment three drop creatures that you already just kind of run, uh, you turn them into Heliod, uh, and Heliod just returns it from play. So you sack your Fable, you get a Heliod, you at worst are getting a Fable back, which is a pretty good card in this deck. Or uh, another enchantment, which you can create value off of. Um, and then you, it, it's just, it's pretty free to flip. So think of it this way, right? You flip this card at some point because you had a fire some play and I don't know. Like, uh, and, and then you go to your end step, you sacrifice your own fires, and now you can just play on your opponent's turn too. So you can have that really big swing turn, uh, which this card enables. Um, the other update was Cavalier of Dawn out, Shieldred in. Uh, so this one, uh, really works really well with Elish Norn. Um, it's, it's, it just, it works really well by pressuring your opponent. And what I've noticed a lot with these enchanties, with the enchanties deck is there's a lot, the games go long. The games go really long. If the games are going really long, you want a card that's just going to end that game. And that's what Shieldred does. That's why I, I think that this, this one's really easy to flip in this deck because the games are going long and you don't really have to worry about your opponent's graveyard too much. Like you might exile it with a Callous Blood Mage at some point, but uh, and also, since we're going back to a lot more of this, like, black shell, uh, going back to Trial of Ambition as, like, a key removal spell, because mm. now you're up to four Chain of the Rocks, four Trial, four Leyline Binding as your, like, removal package. So you're a lot more ready for uh, creature-based decks. Um, Sideboard-wise, cards that have, are kind of, like, new-ish, at least for the archetype, is Shark Typhoon. I think Shark Typhoon is really good right now uh, because of just, like, the, uh, the ability to be able to uh, go on your opponent's turn, especially with the new Optic and Fires um, you need to do a lot, or how I predicted there to be a new uptick in fires decks. Um, you need to be able to like play on your opponent's turn and abuse your mana a lot more. So Shark Typhoon just does that. Um, and yeah, uh, the mana base is kind of a mess right now. So don't don't look at the mana base, but yeah. the rest of this deck looks really good. Yeah, I can't say anything uh, bad about it. Uh, I like the additions, and I'm you know interested to see how it turns out. Yeah, you know, I'm happy to support and say that, you know, trust what Ashdak is saying. We agree on most things when it comes to uh, to Five Color Enchanties, mm. so absolutely go ahead and try this list out. You will not be disappointed. My boy Tulsimir's in the board, though. He had to uh, go to the board. Uh, I'm so sad. Wait, That's so it. if Tulsimir's in the board... Uh, oh, wait, I was like, uh, Tulsimir's out, does that mean we can put in... Uh, um, what is the stupid... Uh, companion instead of uh but no no definitely. uh we have a yorion in the, as the companion saw right now oh, yeah. sorry uh yorion as the um the random five drop that you grab for value I, I know back in the you know five color bring to light days it was always like is there any way we can replace um tulsimir so that we can get a 
you know a better companion and not have play 80 cards but yeah uh, no no, no. Definitely uh not. but also the another thing to highlight is instead of agent of treachery because i think as i've as i've done a lot of testing with the card agent of treachery i have realized that card has gotten outclassed in pioneer that card is no longer a good pioneer card for the most part because there's it's really hard to steal a good permanence right now because your opponent usually does not have good permanence uh, so, or you're just dying and it doesn't matter anyway. So, Atraxa being a big flyer, uh, as I like to say, F-off card. Um, yeah. you obviously don't get a lot of value off it, because, like, you're running creatures, enchantments, and lands. But, hey, you're getting a creature, and enchantment, and land, you're drawing three. Let's go. <laughs> Sometimes you get that portable hole or something, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get a sideboard portable hole or, like, a, a relevant sideboard card, but... Yep, yep. Yep, that's all I got on this one. All right. Uh, you got one more here, Yeah, Ryan? and again, like I said, it's still unfinished, but I do like this a little bit more than, than the other decks that I made for this episode. So my last ep- or my last uh, uh, deck is uh, Coco Counters, and I was talking about how maybe I don't want to play Hardened Scales anymore. Maybe I just want to uh, Coco everything into play. So we're playing the, the new Botanical Brawler, you know, the, the Trample 0 for a... Uh, a white and a green that it enters with two battlefield or in, enters with two counters on into the battlefield, and then whenever one or more uh, plus one plus counters are put on another permanent you control, if it's the first time, uh, it also gets another plus one plus one. So that's for any of them. I think we said so. Like if you put five creatures into play and they all get plus one counters on them when they come into the play, I'm guessing that would trigger five times, correct? Yep. Right. Yep. So um, I, yeah. I tried to find similar cards that were like this. You know, we got, um, what was it? We have, uh, uh, what do we have? Uh, I, I decided to make this Abzan. Uh, Grackmall, Skyclave mm-hmm. Ravager. Uh, it comes into play with three counters. Whenever another creature called Control dies, it gets another counter on it. So all, all these triggers are just going to keep happening. And when it dies, you get uh, an XX Black Creature token where X a number of counters on it. Um, so you get a little bit of... Uh, how can I say, uh, a little bit of resilience there. Uh, Knight of Autumn, you can choose to enter with two counters or you can have uh, something else happen, like, you know, life or artifact if you need it. Star Pupil, that's a, uh, a one-mana um, creature that comes into battlefield with a plus-one plus counter. When it dies, you put its counters on another creature. So there's so many different ways to just keep putting counters on other things. Um, the same thing, with I, I decided to go with Swarm Shambler here. Instead of the, uh, what was it, the, the Dragons of Tarkir one, just because they both put plus one, plus one counters on something. Um, this, you know, makes it a little bit harder to, t- to target your stuff because whenever a creature you have, whenever a creature you control gets targeted by a spell, if it has a plus one, plus one counter on it, you get a plus one, or you get a one, one uh, token, and then you can put a counter on it. Uh, I have Winding Constrictor here. I have, sorry, Yorvo. Yorvo is another one that comes, enters with four. Uh, Plus one, plus one counters. And then, yes, I do have Whiny Constrictor to, to double that up. I have Conclave Mentor to, to double that up. And then, you know, we're, we're going to be making huge creatures with Avatar of the Resolute. Um, so if if it's coming into play later, it's seeing everybody that has all these counters on it, and you get to put a plus one, plus one counter on it. And then uh, as kind of like a, a way to swing in and win, we have Abzan Falconer. <clears throat> and then, of course, our instance collected company and Jermuka's command again i have zero uh, removal in this deck what do you mean Jermuka's command's removal yeah Jermuka's command's removal yeah <laughs> more removal than some coco decks normally do uh I, I might start off on here so i i think i like i've wanted to build something like this and i haven't yet is i, I like the idea of yeah let's cut the um cut out your hardened scales and let's play some you know whiting constrictors 
plus the Conclave Mentors, plus, you know, multiple of this kind of effect. Uh, I think you could have gone harder in that fact mm. in that we got a brand new one in this latest set. The Kami Whispered Hopes. Also, if one or more plus one plus one counters have been put on a permanent control, three mana? you do that many plus one. Yeah, it was three mana, so it's still cocoable, mm. and it taps for X mono or X is its power. I think that might be reasonable, but then I would want more repeatable plus one plus one counter effects. Like, you've got a handful that are only when it enters, mm-hmm. or like, um, you know, it, th- some Trying of those I feel like aren't as good as the ones that are going to be repeatable. Mm-hmm. So I think I think what you want is some of those ones that are going to keep going. That way you don't end up with a hand where you're just like, okay, I've got two Winding Constrictors and two Conclave Mentors. I can't keep this hand because I have no plus one plus one counters mm-hmm. in it. So you, you want to make sure you've got a good balance there. I think the one drops is the biggest place I would see an improvement is... I would either go with elves as your one drops and then have ways to put plus one plus one counters on them, or I would go and I would play the um, evolving. What was the one with the with evolver? Oh, uh, experiment one. Yeah, experiment one and the other one that's basically experiment one. I think that those ones, you know, whenever you're playing one of these Do other creatures, you're getting though? a bunch of counters on them. Um, like, would they get bigger I, with like all these creatures in here? I'm not sure. I'm maybe. I'm less of a fan of the idea of experiment one in here. My hot hmm, take okay. was I, I, other than like the elves, I think like elves are like a consideration for this deck, but I think I'm leaning towards it. I or towards uh, it not being a thing. Uh, the cards that stick out as sore thumbs in this deck to me are your uh, Yorvo and Gar- Grakmok and Night of Autumn. I feel like we also can like cut these star pupils. Uh, I think what I want to see more is I want to see more Rishkars because I feel I like Rishkar triggering triggering things twice and also being a counter thing because like it works both well when you have a mentor and a whining constrictor or sorry a mentor whining constrictor or if you have the botanic brawler works really well with all of them. Uh, get can you get multiple triggers. Um, obviously you need some more creatures in play. Uh, I do like Absent Falconer as a card in the deck. Mm-hmm. I think flying is very underrated in this format. Um, and yeah, I, I can't really think of like a lot of like the other one drops for this archetype. I do definitely think that uh, uh, whatever the one that uh, was mentioned before, the other three drop. I think if anything, we could make this a deck just a lot more of. I'm playing good two drops and three drops, and maybe even like skimp a little on the on the one drops. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I don't think yeah. pelt collector may be good. I do like the swarm chambler, but I don't think pelt collector is good for this deck or experiment one. Mm-hmm. I think both of those are kind of we've scaled past them. If that makes a yeah. if that makes a good pun. <laughs> So I guess I could. Do you think this deck can play something like you'll play like four Ozolith, just or like the new Ozolith, not even the old Ozolith? I mean, it could instead of. Uh... I mean, it's just doing the same thing though, right? End. I mean, just hard. It yeah. does the same thing as hard and scales. Um, it's putting more counters on, but it you're taking it a turn off can to put play counters. That. It can put counters on a creature though, so it, it kind of does that thing where if you've got the creatures this is giving you your so, you know, your multiplier or if you've got only the multipliers this is giving you your counters. I think that if we are talking about Ozolith, I think that is a different shell than this I, I think we are if we were talking about it I think we're not playing Cocos I think we're not playing Jamoka's Commands mm-hmm. I think those are on the board mm-hmm. and I think that we're playing these hardened skills and I think this deck looks a lot different for this being a hardened skills less list I really enjoy it for like the the seven instances that we play mm-hmm. and 29 creatures I think that's very where I want to be with this I think Jamoka's Command is the most uh, main deckable card that you can play that doesn't get hit by Coco for a skills archetype. That is not playing hard skills. And oh, yeah, Rishkar is definitely good though. I definitely would look into that. Yeah, Rishkar would be really good for this deck. All right, do I get to end it now? Yeah. Do I get to go for the big bad yeah. boy? Okay, this is the one I'm waiting to talk about. Okay, so this is my baby. This is exactly what has lo- I lost my winning in for top eight. So big sad, but anyway. We got my boy, five color attracts us. So 
if you remember at the inception of the format and like forever ago, we had just guy transmorgify where you would just try to put a agent of treachery into play, start uh, flickering it with uh, whatever, um, or like you could like Nahiri it into play or things like that. But uh, as time has gone on, cards have gotten better and well, now I have this. Uh, so you're instead of, instead of trying to get into an agent of treachery, you are trying to put into play an Atroxa. Um, and there are plenty of different ways to put into play uh, an Atroxa with this list, but we'll just go with Transmorgify for the start. Um, other new cards in this updated list, we're playing two Leyline Binding. Uh, I already know the hmm. question's going to be asked, why not four? Ashok, this card's broken. Can we play more of this yeah. card? No, we can't. We can't. We can't. We can't. We tried. <laughs> the mana's not consistent enough. Uh, usually that card costs two or three, uh, and it is not good enough to be able to have it uh, consistently turned on. So we're sadly putting it as a 2-2 split with that portable hole. Um, we're also playing a place at a bitter reunion. Uh, uh, we're also playing Essica's Chariot in this deck. There was some overlap where Essica's Chariot was seeing play in the four color Transmorgify deck forever ago when it was agent. Um, so you're trying to put a bunch of tokens into play, turn one of them into a Traxa, refill your hand, keep dumping your hand. Um, but the new card that makes this archetype so, so good is Invasion of Tolvada. Uh, this one's only a two of in my list, uh, and I think it's going to stay that way. Uh, so this one reanimates a non-battle permanent, um, and then the flip side does token things, but uh, this one abuses the flip side a lot more because there is uh, Essica's Chariot, which <laughs> makes two cats, and then you flicker it and make more cats. Boom, now they're three twos. Three twos pressure really well, uh, and it's, it's a big change for all of the tokens that these would create. Um, and the secondary plan is if you draw an Atroxa at any point, you can just Bitter Union or Fable pitch it away and then Invasion the Atroxa back. So now you have the ability to have more Atroxas. Um, you can also reanimate Shark Typhoon. There was that one point in the tournament where I, uh, the turn was I had a Fires in play uh, and nothing else uh, other than a Bitter Union. Sorry, I think I had a Bitter Union, but uh, I hit my, I made my sixth land drop. I went cast Shark Typhoon. And then I went cycle shark typhoon for oh. four. And then I cast the battle, made a five five, reanimated the shark typhoon, and nice. I put two shark typhoons into play with being a four four and a five five. And I won the game on that turn. So yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it allows for a lot uh, more disgusting turns to just exist. Uh, you can also reanimate a Yorion and do cool things. Uh, the sideboard plan uh, you can get into a Ruric Thar if you play against Lotus. Uh, and then the rest of them are just good cards. Supreme Verdict, Dispute, Rest in Peace, Rending Volley. Like, I, I, every single card in this deck just has such a unique and good purpose. And mm -hmm. I'm happy with this deck because, I, I, like I said, I lost my winning in to Mono Blue Spirits where I mulliganed five twice. So, hmm. unlucky. If, but. I, I just want to say if anybody uh, came into today's podcast hoping for some good five color decks, wow, they're going to be really, really happy. Yeah. Yeah, what can I say? I, I I like spending money on triumphs and then getting my money's worth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think this deck actually. So I have a couple buddies that are really interested in both the Ignatic deck that I brewed or uh, that I helped brew, I guess I should say. There's me and Karate Dominic on Twitter or Karate Dom on Twitter. We both kind of really worked really hand in hand with both of these lists. Um, and yeah, like like this list, uh, like Narset is at an all time low for being good because Phoenix isn't good. And Lotus only mm -hmm. plays one card that draws you cards now, which is poor. Um, yeah, like, uh, there's just so much beauty in this list. I don't know how else to describe it. I mean, this list is just so beautiful. And when the cards come out, I highly suggest you just play a league with it. If you have the ability to, I 
had so much fun playing it. The deck is at, at worst, good vibes. Hmm. Hey, that's what we're full of today. You know, I'd love to segment that into, you know, you're talking about people on Twitter. I'd love to go right into our closing yeah. here. Ryan, did you have any other questions no. before we uh, t- start I mean, to wrap up I was, was going to ask if there's, any, we, we talked about a lot of decks, but were there any cards you guys still want to brew with afterwards? Like, I wanted to brew with the rampaging, uh, whatever, dinosaur guy. Maybe like in a mono red mm. deck or something like that. But was there anything you guys still wanted to brew with? I, um, I had a mono green with Poly K that I've been working on that I think is good, but I didn't want to overlap with what other people are mm-hmm. doing. Um, I think that's the biggest one I've got that I'm still working with. I really wanted to try to go for a little bit more of an all-in car or build on Deep uh, deep Root Wayfinder with like some Field of Ruins and some other things to try to like punish mana. Because like that's the best mm. mana punishing that we have that is a land. It's Field of Ruin, Demolition Field. I wanted to try to see yeah. if there was something like that that could exist. Um, I wanted to try to figure out uh, if there are more ways to use exp- uh, explore or Invasion of Ixalan or whatever it is. Uh, with mm-hmm. the, one, the one that you look at the top five. I feel like there's that that opens up a lot of different strategies now because of how deep that card digs for a lot of these decks that want more like four or five drops. Um, because that card, like I said, digs real deep and is a really big improvement for a lot of those shells. And it's repeatable, which is nuts. Uh, obviously, the backside of that card doesn't do anything, but um, the front side is really good. And that's all that really matters. Um, and those are the two that I really want to take away is Ixalan and Deep Root Wayfinder. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up our show then. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you for some fun brews this week. You know, I think everyone, you know, Ryan, you were pretty hard on yourself, but I think that there was a lot of fun things to look at in your brews. Um, definitely bringing some spice there. And I think that, you know, Ashok as well, you had some really good lists here. You know, like I said, like you were saying, this this is your kind of set where we got some cool, interesting stuff going on. I, I had a lot of fun with it too. So thank you for joining us and thank you guys for listening. Hopefully people out there are trying to be, you know, following our brews. We're going to be tweeting out a lot of stuff. So follow us at MDG Pioneer, as well as you can find a link to our Discord there to get more about all of our Pioneer stuff we're talking about. And you guys can find me on Twitter as well at uh, Yo Japan Hobbyist. And also I'm very active in the Discord. So hopefully uh, looking forward to seeing your brews. Um, Put them in Deckless, or you can put them in Ryan's channel of Jank. Up to you. Your choice. Yeah, you, you know, if you're calling your own deck Jank, sometimes that's... You don't have to. We'll, we'll, we'll look at it today's decks too. that I made <laughs> would probably go in the Jank one. But yeah. Well, oh. I can make the easy assertion. It's your boy Ashiok. Huh. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Dreams of Ashiok. And if you post your deck list in deck lists, I will roast it if it is not competitive. And I will make fun. I'll make funny ha-has at you. <laughs> if you put it in Ryan's channel, it's off limits. I won't touch it. Yes. And if you put it somewhere else, I will, you know, okay, we'll so he, yeah, this is the perfect combination <laughs> is Ryan's got some fun jank. He will, uh, Ryan's or Timmy, he will support whatever you're doing. We got uh, Ashiak over there. He will roast it if it's not competitive. Me, I'm going to find some weird suggestion from five years ago that you probably never heard of. And I'm going to suggest <laughs> that card to add to it. So uh, I'm just going to go deeper into that jank hole with you guys. So that that's our show, though. Um we didn't go like which we thought was our favorite. So why don't you guys tweet oh, out yeah. at us what you think your favorite list from uh, this week's show was. And uh, that's going to wrap it up. So thank you guys one more time. We are the First Pioneers Podcast. We look forward to being your go-to source for Pioneer information online. We are marching machining out.